7 p.m. on Sunday, the 8th of February, 2015, episode 65 of the Swap Food Podcast. I am Mr. Swap Food. And I'm Miss Swap Food. Thank you all for joining in and listening to our podcast that we love doing so much, and, and uh, we're glad to be here. It's our podcast about uh, swinging and swingers and living in the swinging lifestyle, and um, I guess that's about it, and about us. Yes. Yeah. And that's our Hello. Hi. Now, our nice producer has a line item in here that we're supposed to random bullshit for like two more minutes. <laughs> right? We're supposed to va- vamp? Well, okay. So, I always like to ask you how you're doing. I'm doing really well. Yeah. I, my year has started off kind of, you know, great guns, just kind of out of the chute, just really... Busy. Uh, really busy with uh, business. Mm-hmm. And... um Swinging has been a lot of fun. I think since the holidays are over, since the new year started, there's been some really fun activities we've attended. Mm-hmm. I I think it gets kind of like a quiet season around between Thanksgiving, Christmas regarding swinging. Right. People have a lot of family obligations. So I think that when the holidays are over and the new year starts, people are kind of getting back into their... Kind of pick up a little bit. Grooves, yeah. 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 That'll be... That would be nice. I mean, I think that we've been having a good time, and there's a couple things that we'll touch upon that we've been up to, which I think, uh, anyway. Have been fun. Have been fun. Um, I guess one thing that I wanted to mention, I wanted to apologize for taking so long to get the last podcast out. We recorded it on time, so don't go blaming uh, Debbie or or, uh, Miss Fu for for this. This, That was all entirely on me. I've been traveling too much, so editing this thing, I finally got it out. Yesterday, Saturday. Well, so. Yeah, speaking of being busy, I mean, you have been extremely busy, and I know it was kind of hanging heavy on you to it get was. that podcast out. So I feel very relieved. And yes. then I released it, and there's audio problems with it. There's like one, there's like a one blip, right? One like minute. One, there's one minute of crosstalk audio. Something happened on the edit. But. So I know you're not going to be able to get to that fix. It's just right away, yeah, or, or at all. So. So we're just going to be moving on. We're just going to move it on. So when you hit the blip in the audio, just fast forward it for one minute and you're over it. (laughs) It's not over. It's not during a really, you know, vital part of the podcast. So I think everybody will be okay. Okay. Very good. Because now we're recording this. And so if you still have it hanging over your head to go back and try to be fixing that one, it's just going to put you behind. So we're just going to move on. We're going to move on. Very good. Yeah. I don't mind. Okay. We're, We're human. We're allowed mistakes. Yes, we are. Um, see if there's any other random kind of programming notes types of things that What's we random. <laughs> well, I mean, it's is random and it's, it has to be random. It has to be bullshit. Okay. <laughs> well, that's no bullshit. The podcast is no bullshit. Absolutely not. Um, I don't think I have any other random bullshit. Well, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. Yeah. I mean, random. No. Yeah. I, I, well, okay. Well, there's stuff that I'll talk about later on, but it's all kind of topic, not topic related, but announcement related. Okay. I'm trying to think if there's anything. Oh, my, I, there has well, to be. No. Well, what happened with that? Uh, oh, okay. So, oh, with, um, here's something. Here's okay. something. Here's, the Hidden Swing podcast is having technical problems, too. They're not, okay. They don't anticipate having a, a new podcast out until March. Okay. So that's pretty serious shit. Yeah. It seems a, to be a recurring thing, theme because I know Los Swingers had problems with their yes. te- technical problems with their podcast, and it w- happened to Average Swingers, yes. and they had some downtime, so... I guess if that blip, that one minute blip is the worst thing that happens to us, we're doing pretty good. Hey, we're not bragging about it. No, but in our, you know, I mean, you try to help those guys, you know, wherever possible. I mean, when you can to see if you can keep things moving because, you know, 
doing a podcast is one thing, but being technically savvy to yes. like keep everything running smoothly is a whole nother level, right? Yes. So, yes. Um, so good for you. And I'm sure they appreciate it. Uh, well, you know, I do what I can. I, I'll have to reach out to um, the Hidden Suite to see if there's anything I can help them with. All right. So, so moving on. You know um, who never has technical difficulties with their podcast? Who? Dan Savage. Dan Savage. <laughs> <laughs> nice segue. Thank you. <laughs> I'm getting so good like this. You're going to put me on Fox News. <laughs> Oh, what, are you going to start lying to America? <laughs> right. No. Now we're not getting political. Okay, okay. Okay, so um, so Dan Savage uh, had uh, Cooper from Life on the Swing sit on as a guest during the Magnum edition of his podcast. And um, one of the things that Cooper discussed, and I'm sure he discussed all kinds of things, but one of the things that he, he mentioned was the Black Ring. So as all of you know, we have been promoting the idea of the black ring as an easy way, an easy way for swingers uh, to identify the, each other in the wild you know in unsituated situations in which they do so choose to do so and and this is by wearing a black ring on their right hand mm-hmm. right anywhere on their right hand except their middle finger mm-hmm. and it may be uh something that's more beneficial if you're in kind of a I mean, what do you think if you're in an environment such as like a cruise or like if you're at Hedo or right. someplace where you're really trying to... Or a nightclub. Know, yeah, or a nightclub. Yeah, if you're on a but nightclub. Like we wear ours all the time. Right. And, um, it, you know, you might be at a general rest, like just a restaurant and see a black ring. I notice when I see people uh, like celebrities wearing a black ring on their right hand. Right hand. Yeah. So that always jumps out at me. It makes, and wonder, makes, right? makes me wonder. Well, if Dan Savage mentioned it, mm-hmm. you know, uh, if anybody who is, I guess, anybody who is in the non, kind of non-traditional sexual community or whatever who keeps up on things listens to Dan Savage. Again, it was on the Magnum edition, so it wasn't on the free version of his podcast, but they caught up with the Black Ring thing, mm-hmm. I guess, now, or at least are, they opened their minds to the idea. And we've had a, 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 a permanent link to the page that we have on our website about the Black Ring mm-hmm. um, on the Reddit on the swinger subreddit for quite some time now. Mm-hmm. So, and didn't Dan Savage post something to his website about it or? Yes. He it? had a, he wrote a, he actually wrote a blog comment to his website, to, to that mention of the black ring. And it was published on Thursday, January 15th, 2015. So if you look on, and I'll post this whole thing on, on, on the show notes. So if you want to go specifically see what he had to say about the black ring, uh, he seemed to be, for the most part, okay with it. He questioned the statistic that I used on the number of swingers that, that exist. And I'll admit that that statistic that I posted was a wild-ass guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but I since went into the page where I closed the statistic and updated all the sources mm-hmm. from which I derived that number. Mm-hmm. And so the number may end up being different. Well, and it's interesting because when we're going to talk about the topic later on in, in the podcast, we're going to talk about um, you know the, the... Prevalence or whatever. Yeah, and how... The numbers are probably greater than are being reported because I think, you know, people are using a variety of terms, but I think that there's a lot of people that are kind of following into the category of non-monogamy, mm. right? So, you know, maybe your maybe your number was a wild guess, but, you know, what are the... I, I just... There's nobody counting accurate, accurate right. numbers. Right. There is no way to yeah. know for sure. I mean, and it, it, one of the things that he tried to say in his, in his, his comment was that... Well, 
what he's what he what he's basically saying that what he's basically saying is that there's a, lots of ways of parsing the numbers of swingers out there, mm-hmm. and it really comes down to it. It's a, it's many fewer the numbers of gay people mm-hmm. out there. So mm-hmm. you know you know any kind of visibility that we give ourselves or the choice that we have to give any kind of visibility to ourselves. Uh, is a luxury, you mm-hmm. know, to a certain extent, is a luxury. Uh, whereas, you know, whereas, you know, g- you know, gay and lesbian visibility is, you know, has been at the root as of what has brought so many uh, additional freedoms to the gay and lesbian community now. Um, so, you know, I guess we we choose to do it as a form of recreation. So it's not really we're not really we're not trying to amass numbers as some kind of show of recognition right. or is there like build any kind of a front. We're just looking at it as a, right. as a way to potentially We're not hook trying up to create like political people. backing. Or, right. Right. Yes. So we have to, you know, you, so you tread carefully in those things, right? Mm-hmm. You, you don't want to uh, diminish people's struggle mm-hmm. ever, or, you know, the fact that there are a lot of communities out there that still require, that, that still could benefit from some more exposure. So, well, Hats off to all of you guys that are wearing the black ring already. Yep. We see we see tons and tons of them yeah. out and about in San Antonio. I don't know if they've uh, it's really taken off in other parts of the country, right. but it seems like if you go to the Black Rings community on Cassidy, it grows. It's, it's yeah, it seems like it's really kind of the clubs are getting involved in right. it and different things like that. So that's neat. And yeah, and we've run into people that we were we met for the first time wearing black rings, and there's been like two or three couples mm-hmm. lately. Mm-hmm. So it's like kind of funny the things like, well, I came up with that. And mm-hmm. People are kind of embracing it, but hey, that's the way it goes. Your influence is spreading <laughs> like a virus. Very, very cool. Well, thanks to Dan Savage for you know recognizing that and sharing that with yeah. his listeners. We're big fans, cool. and we're big. We're big fans, and any time that you know our podcast could in any way, shape, or form be associated with his in a positive light, um, we certainly feel um, uh, honored. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple of uh, so, something else we wanted to kind of talk about and bring to the forefront today was we talk a lot on the podcast about um, escalation and your ability to escalate when you're in a situation where you and your significant other has met a couple that you're interested in and you want to get physical, but it's like how to get from kind of point A to point B, mm-hmm. how to get from like social, polite social conversation to. Um, to you know, get your clothes off and get you know how to get how, how to get from the first date to the third date in thirty minutes or less, <laughs> and it happens by the swap foos. <laughs> well, no, but I ran across this uh, article on flirting, yes. and I thought, you know, this is really something that's applicable to the uh, to the to the community, right? Uh, because flirting and escalation, they call it the the article is about flirting, but really a lot of it is about escalation as well. And they they give you, they tell you, you know, these are the steps. And I think right. it's like a really good article to just review if you're having a problem getting, you know, from point A to point B. Right. And, and, you know, and it was written at a pretty high level, to be honest with you. And, you know, there's a couple of things here that, well, I don't know. Because some of the, anyway... Well, let me just run down the yeah, list, and, then, and I'm yeah, gonna, I'll yeah. run down the list, and yeah. you can take exception where you don't like uh, what well, they I'm, said. I'm sure I'm going to be fine with all of it. I, I read the article; it seems okay. Okay, so there are five types of flirting. There's traditional. Well, I mean, the idea is to give people an overview, yes. and then you know, use your own mind to create you know the rest of it, the right. the, the nuts and bolts. But I know you're into the nitty gritty of things. <laughs> so the five kinds of flirting is um, traditional, physical, sincere, playful, and polite. So I mean, I think a person would use whatever suits their personality. Mm-hmm. Yes, right. 
Yeah, which one? I mean, but they say the 25% of flirting falls into the playful category. 30% is intended sincerely to lure a mate into our web of desire. But okay, so, so okay, so I'm with the playful one, right? Mm-hmm. The playful flirting. So what is what is different? What's the difference between traditional, physical, sincere, playful, and polite? So playful, I can kind of get the gist of. It's just it's recreational flirting where you're flirting with somebody just as a way to kind of get a charge out of it. You know what I mean? Is which a lot of I think monogamous people do. Yes, monogamous couples still flirt with you know yes. other people that they I can, like. I can think of several people at my previous jobs mm-hmm. who did it mm-hmm. endlessly. Mm-hmm. Playful, yeah, playful flirting. The second one is to make eye contact, but just jumping down. I mean, that's okay. that's a given. Make eye contact. Uh, that's that's important. It's important. But people overlook that. Yes, you know. Like, I'm making eye contact with you right now. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey, what am I doing? What am I doing now? You're hey. looking like you're supposed to be, like, down hey. your nose. That's, That's right. how the man's hey. supposed to look. That's later on. So, t- and this is the one that you always talk about. And they say number three is touching. Touching is a definite must. That's what they say. Yeah. And I think that that's where... Uh, people kind of lose track of right. the escalation point. It's like we're talking, yes. we're smiling, we're happy, we seem, you know, attracted yes. to each other. But actually, reaching out and touching someone and giving them, you know, a stroke on the arm or on yes. the thigh, or I see you doing that all the time. Oh yeah, all the time. And it usually ends you up with like a girl in your lap yes. or something. So I mean, it works. It works <laughs> almost all the time. And you'll say a lot of times. Sit on my lap. Give me a kiss. You yeah. kind of say things that you want, and then you know, then the other the recipient is either can you know comply or or not. It almost never works. It almost never not works. Exactly. It almost never not works. But the thing is, when you touch somebody, you're demonstrating a physical interest in them. So if your words aren't conveying the fact that you want to be physical with them, touching them in no uncertain terms does, unless you shake their hand, in which case you're weird. Mm-hmm. Just kidding. All right, so. Well, there's two or three more. I don't want to go too deep into the article, but one of them was this. I thought this was interesting is how you hold your head when you speak. Yes. So, you know, women kind of tilting their head as you're listening and kind of leaning in. I think that that's another part of it, leaning in and and showing a a focus and an interest in the person that you're talking with. and. That's helpful. Yes. They say that men should kind of look down their... Tilt their heads back. Tilt their head back and look down their nose. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) Without going cross-eyed. I think that's... Okay. It's from Newcastle, Australia. So maybe it's an Australian thing. (laughs) Well, I think a couple of the important ones are to make eye contact and that touching is a definite must. Yes. So uh, you can post the link, right? uh, To that article if people want to like... Get some ideas and research it further. I think everybody kind of has to create their own way that they do things. They have to kind of create their own script. Their own their soup. Own, yeah, they do. Yes. I mean, I know I've spent over the years, you know, perfecting and and I've actually taken my, my you know, little uh, performances out into the business world. Yes. So it transfers. But well, it, it is. It's like a, it's like a dance, right. right? Yeah, I guess. I mean, I guess I got my my thing, you know. But you have developed it over time. Over time, yeah. Yes, yes. And because you you just try different things and you start figuring out what works. Yeah. And then when you find something that works, you use it over and over yeah. again. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> 
You know, it doesn't work. Does that sound bad? No, I mean, I, I mean, because I went through a, a phase in which I, believe it or not, in which I was not uh, as big a Casanova as I am now. In the beginning, it was hard it because was you're used to, yeah, you're used to dealing with vanilla women. And so I think the oh, rejection no, no. rate was higher. Yeah, I'm used to dealing badly, you know, almost universally. It was always just a fucking clusterfuck whenever I tried to meet and pick up women in some cases some cases it worked some, I mean but then around in my late 20s like it kind of gelled see but now you have a pretty wife on your arm I do it <laughs> helps it's always good to have a good wingman my best pickup line is do you want to go to the bedroom <laughs> <laughs> and believe it or not I actually have gotten a no mm. but uh, believe it or not yeah right like I score 100 but it works pretty good like when I'm re- when I get serious, I just say that, and I'm like, okay, I don't. So, but but piquing a guy's interest is still another. Oh, it's a whole other ball game. Yeah, but the fact that you're willing to say, let's go to the bedroom, when a lot of women, even in the life, well, especially in the lifestyle, when a lot of women in the lifestyle are not willing to have those words come out of their mouths, despite the fact that you know damn well that's what they they want to happen. It's telling, you know. They're waiting for you to take the lead. Yes, you're waiting for you to take the lead. Mm-hmm. So, it's interesting. Maybe instead of like that whole article on flirting, you just you just practice saying these words out out loud. Let's go to the bedroom. Yeah, but that works for the girls. Let's go to the bedroom. Let's go to the bedroom. <laughs> guys, I think guys still need to chip away a little bit. Really? Yeah. I don't I know. Think. Well, once again, I think everybody has to find their own their own um, thing. Their own, yeah. Their own uh, mo, I'm down, and they'll be they'll be successful. You're going to be successful on what you develop for yourself. Anyway, article on flirting. So, what what have the foods been up to? Well, so we had. Uh, I mean, we've had a bunch of shit happen since the last podcast because we were so damn late with this last. With, I was so late with getting it out. When did we record last time? On the 9th of January. Okay, so that's only been a month. Well, a month and a yeah. We have done several things, but yes. don't beat yourself up too much. I mean, it wasn't like, I mean, we have gone three or four months without podcasting. This is so. true. We're, we continue to remain on schedule at a one per month rate. Right. Okay, so, okay, I do know what we haven't done since then. We haven't gone to the club since the last podcast. Well, we went, we, we went for New Year's. Right, which was... After the last podcast. Awesome. Uh, no, it was before the last podcast. Sorry. Yeah. New Year's was before. Yeah. And we had a really good time. But I'm planning. I want to go back possibly this week because on Thursdays they're having a karaoke, karaoke night. night. Yeah, yeah. And so I think we're going to just kind of show up and see what the, what's, what going, the on? what's going on yeah. with the karaoke night because that could be a lot of fun. And um, I'm one of those people like I will say well when we when we get there i'm not signing up for any songs and then i'll have like two or three drinks and then you can't get the microphone out right. of my hand yeah so i always have fun at karaoke but it can also you know it's intimidating it can be but karaoke at a swinger club i mean how much of it is really about the karaoke anyway i have no idea about 0.0 percent <laughs> i hope okay so that being said what has occurred since the last well, the average swingers unexpectedly popped into San Antonio. Right. They that came. was cool. Yep. That was awesome. But gosh, it seems like anyway. So yeah, they were here and we were, I mean, they were passing through and we put them up and we had some dinner and it was nice and yes. just BS'd. And Debbie said, did they pay you in sex? And I was like, 
No. We forgot to charge them. What? So I'm, I've written out an IOU to average swingers. Yeah. Um, they're going to have to sign off on it, I guess. Yeah. Before, you know. Either that or they better run when they see us <laughs> next time. Um, okay. So we didn't get, we didn't get paid in sex, but um, they ha- they were weary travelers and we fed them and we put them up for the night and we were glad they were here. It and was the first time. The yeah, like, yeah. It was the first time we ever have had a chance to just sit down and talk to them like people. Yeah. They're lovely or, folks. Yes. Yeah. Where it wasn't like, you know, a bundle of activity. Right. Yeah. It was not all just a bunch of logistical bullshit you're trying to negotiate. Yes. So no. it was actually very nice. I agree. Okay, so um, looking forward to having them visit us again. Yes. Well, and we saw them again after the that. The following weekend. Yes. We went to the pub crawl. in the, the Average Swingers hosted a pub crawl in Houston, and we went to it in downtown Houston. So, yep. So we decided not to make a weekend out of it. We were just going to drive down there and do the pub crawl and spend the night and drive, drive back, back the next day. And that's that's... That was a schedule we kept. Yes. Now, we did have several swingers, three swingers that were supposed to be making this road trip. That canceled. That just bailed. Bailed, bailed, bailed. And you're like, why? It could have been like, so cool. You <laughs> right? could have been cool. You could have been a contender. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but one of them was a longtime um, uh, friend who is a unicorn now. Yeah. And another couple that lives close in our neighborhood. Yes. And we were totally psyched. We were like, this is going to be so much yeah. fun. We're going like to like, be like the weird Brady's. Yeah. <laughs> but they but they dropped out. So just you and I went. Yeah. We had a really good time. Yes. The, so, the crawl did have some logistical challenges. Logistical challenges for which we will flog a certain person. But are we going to have to take that out in sex too? I, I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I don't know. No. Well, here's a couple of lessons learned. So if you're putting together an event like this, which trust me, I don't know about where our listeners all are. Yeah. But in Texas, people fucking love pub crawls. Yeah, they do. You say pub crawl. Yeah, and the people show up. Yeah. So there were like a hundred people at this pub crawl. Mm. It wasn't as big as the Austin pub no. crawl, but. Still, there was a shit ton of people. There was a shit ton of people, and they came from all parts of Texas. I mean, we came from San Antonio. Those guys came in from Dallas, and then there were people from all over. One funny thing that happened was there was a couple that of that uh, were we do know that are from a small town near San Antonio. Yes, and I'm not going to say the the name of the town because it's going to give them away, but. You know, everybody has that yeah. fear, like you're going to run into somebody you know. They're prominent and, people in yes. the small town. So in, in in small town, our our couple friends are serve on the Chamber of Commerce. Yes. And in the meantime, we're in Houston, and other friends of ours are texting us and say, hey, we have some friends from small town that are going to be at the pub crawl too. We want to hook you guys up so that you can say hi and meet them. Okay, very cool. I so, said, and I said back to them, oh, coincidentally, we're also hanging out with a couple from small, small town. town. It's like, I wonder if they know them. Is or it, I, said, I said, is it these people? Yeah. And, and then our said, friends, no, it's these people. Yes. I'm like, oh. So we had two couples coming in from small town. So I, so I, started to, I, turned, to, I turned to gentlemen that we were hanging out with from small town and said, do you know these people? They're from small town. You they, showed them a picture because they be had here. texted us a picture of themselves because we didn't know them. Right. And he starts laughing his ass off. Yeah. He's like, oh, yeah. 
I know who those people are. We serve on the chamber with (laughs) those guys in small town. Yeah, it's like, oh, shit. And I was like, well, you better get your story together because they're on their way here. And now at least you have the advantage. You have the heads up. You know. So you can, like, make a decision about how you are going to handle it. Well, second couple from small town shows up. We meet them. They're very nice. Yes. But the two couples, you know, they see each other. They're standing like right next to each, each other, other, but with their like their backs all the to way each other. In Houston, Texas. <laughs> you had to go all the way to Houston. To a dive bar in Houston, to be, Texas. To be incognito. <laughs> and it was so awkward. But we're, you know, we're talking. I'm like, well, aren't you going to just say hi or yeah, something? something? It's like you know each other, and now you know each other here. And they did. They eventually broke the ice, and they actually spent the rest of the evening, evening together, together and yeah. they seemed like they hit it off really well and they were happy. But that was just one of those stories. It's like you go to things that you're like, I'm so afraid that I'm going to run into somebody yes. I know. And this happened to these people from the small town. Yes. But I was like, okay, now you guys need to start your girls uncorked there in small town. Yeah, and we might just be the two of y'all, but you guys to get to, you know, sit with each other and talk about stuff that's relevant. To Absolutely. Yeah. And so I think that that was a really neat friendship that was made. I think so. You know, you take it, take it up a notch. Yeah. And they seem compatible. So, and it's a fear that everybody has. Oh my gosh, am I going to run into somebody? Right. I know. But it goes back to the old adage, you can't run away from who you are. Yes. <laughs> and, 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 well, yeah, and there's this, I mean, that's the whole thing. It's like, well, how, it's like, well, I'm a known person in this community, in, 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 in our community, right? It's like, well, how known do you think you are? Yeah. You know, unless there's something that, like, that you know, unless you sign a clause that you're, that you're with your employer that says, do any of this shit and you might get fired. I mean, but even then, I don't know. Yeah. It's like, get over yourself. Basically, yeah. I'm trying to say it's get over yourself. That was well. That was a fun. Lo- that was yeah. well. It was a good um, experience and a good story to share because I think the outcome is that basically, yeah, you might run into somebody you know. Yes, and you know what? It's gonna be just yeah. fine. Your head is not. Your head is not going to fucking explode. Okay, You're gonna so- be just fine. So don't worry your pretty little uh, head about it so much. So, okay, so the, the pub crawl. We appreciate the people that we appreciate that the pub crawl was put together. Yes. We enjoyed going. Thank you, Average Swingers. But I wanted to point out what I consider to be a couple of challenges. Okay. All right. And, well, I to mean. To me or to the organizers? Well, I mean, just for future reference for all Lesson, of us. Lessons learned. Lessons learned. It's like, right. write this down, Mr. B. Right. <laughs> so, the bars weren't pre-screened. Yeah. That happens. Yes. Uh, that okay so i think that i i, I feel like over at, at, at the austin pub crawl uh people went to great lengths to ensure that the pubs that were the bars we we're going to go to were going to be able to accommodate us mm-hmm. i mean and who knows for all i know it actually jay told me that he wasn't able to get back from he wasn't able to get a response from a lot of these people well i think here's the primary challenge is that you know you go to a great downtown like austin yeah that's vibrant and active you come to a great downtown like san antonio vibrant active right but you assume that all you start assuming that all downtowns are awesome. Yes, and then you get to Houston, and it's like their downtown is not awesome. Well, yeah, because they have they have like eight different bar districts spread around the different around town. Right. So, and downtown has a bar district, but it's more, I don't know, what would you consider it to be? 
I don't know. I mean, it doesn't really matter. Let's not judge. No. It's just, it's just say that it was not conducive, perhaps, to like the activity that, we're, that we were right. engaging in. Well, you know, assumptions were made. Yes. So, like, one of the bars that um, we attended was uh, Flying Saucer. Yes. Now, in San Antonio, the Flying Saucer is, would be a very good bar option right. for a crawl and would be conducive to a crawl. Or the one in Fort Worth, for that matter, yeah. would be awesome for a But the crawl. one in Houston, for whatever oddball reason was like a sit-down family restaurant. So mm. there was, wasn't was a bar area or any place that people could congregate. congregate. Yeah. There were It was all table seating. Yes. It was like all four tops and the whole joint. Yes. And it's like, okay, well, where are you going to plug in 100 you know, swingers that are just having cocktails yes. into that equation? So, you know, that was just an un, unforeseen thing. You think flying saucer and you think a certain thing. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, the vetting... Maybe should, could have been like more right. detailed, and then the other, the, I guess the other thing was well, you know, but once I think that once the venues kind of started falling apart, like we were, you know, then things kind of got scattered, and then we 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 all ended up at the first bar at called Molly's. Molly's, yeah, yes. And, uh, and you you had you played, you had a lot more fun, you had more fun than I did, but you did you took good care of me, so I appreciate that. <laughs> well, I was. You know. And you tried you tried desperately to get me to play. I just was like on my I was like kind of, you know not feeling it. I wasn't feeling it. It happens. Yeah, it does happen. It happens. I was I was psyched. I was happy for you. Thank you. Thank you. Because and yeah. And then yeah. Miss um thank you to uh B and K. Yeah. They, and, were, they were awesome. And the Swinger Fairy and Mr. K. And Mr. K. They were all there from Austin. And, of course, thank you very much to Jay and Angie for putting together such a swell pub, pub crawl and introducing us. Or hanging out again with their friends. Yes. Uh, uh, B and J. I, so, don't know if they're, I don't know if their real names are out there. So What what we're leaning towards, what we're shoot, what we, you and I are um, kind of like cheering on is a pub crawl in San Antonio. But before that. There's another one in Austin. There's another one in Austin on April 4th that we're planning on attending. Very cool. I yeah. love Austin. Me too. Love it. So that was the Houston pub crawl. That there was the interesting story about the couple, the two couples from small town. Yeah. So and it's like it's funny when you see your worst nightmare like happen in action. Yeah, and we'll mention uh, we'll mention some of something about this again in shout outs. Okay. Okay. Very good. Yeah. We also attended a passion party. A swinger passion party. Yes. So a passion party is a, what do you call these things? It's a trunk show? It's like a trunk show. Right. Yeah, for, for, for rubber I think dicks. they're normally done for ladies. Yes. But this particular uh, show is done by a swinger friend of ours, and she represents a, a line called uh, passion parties. Right. And so she brings her trunk, her toys, and her, her They're sex lubes toys. and yeah and, yeah and and creams and gels and Vibrators, all the all yeah. the sexy stuff that people you know might use in the bedroom and I was impressed even some of it was like even state of the art so she didn't you, have a single spike ball gag so I'm like out <laughs> you're like like what you are not interesting me <laughs> <laughs> right she had any avocado flavored but there know. was probably like 15 couples there oh by the way yeah. Okay, so the last podcast that we put out, we yeah. had we had a reference to a zombie dildo. Yeah, yeah, I found zombie dildos, Mm-mm. so I put a link to zombie dildos in the last podcast. 
<laughs> I, I, I forgot been, about uh, the zombie conversation. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's not get going down that Sometime, rabbit hole. Yeah. Again. yeah. Okay, I forgot about that. Okay. So are the dildos? <laughs> are, do, are they like? Do they have like zombie heads on no, them? No, no. So they have. It's, it's. They're made by Fleshlight, who are the people who make the male masturbation devices. So they have. I a, don't. I don't have, know what that is. It's, <laughs> You don't you 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 don't want to know. Okay. You don't want to know. I, I thought it was called the, the Rosie. It's, it's called yeah. It's called the uh, yeah. Rosie and her what is it? Rose Rose and her five sisters. And her five or, sisters or something like that. It, yeah. Rosie Palmer and her sisters. Yeah, yeah. something. Anyway, if they have devices, yeah, well, it I looks mean, like it looks like a flashlight on one end of it where the lens would go. It looks like a. It, it has a lens. It, no, where the lens would go. Okay. It has a rubber vagina. So you hump this flashlight. It's called a flashlight. I don't light. understand how men's minds work. Well, like, I mean, it's kind of like all. a it's kind of like a dildo for guys, right? I mean, I guess a dildo for guys would be a dildo, but that's a whole other story. All right, so so yeah, so okay, like for women, it's like you have the dildo, and it's like you're just pretending like there's a man attached to it. So it's the same thing. So you have this vagina, and you're just pretending like there's a woman attached to it. Yes. Okay. Well, then that doesn't seem so weird. And when, in the case of a, like in that. case of the zombie version of the flashlight <laughs> okay. and the dildo, yes, the it, the area looks corroded and ch- like chunks are falling Holy off. Holy moly! Yeah, are you well, serious? Well, I mean, it's I guess it's. Did you get it off of that porn actress's site? The no, one that said no. I googled zombie dildo. <laughs> Dude, that's crazy. All right. All right. So that happened. Well. uh uh, we did not get to see one of those at the fashion no. party, and I think that our friends should start including one. <laughs> and for those with a little bit more of an eclectic taste, I knew I was missing something. We have the zombie dildo. <laughs> don't don't do her voice. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't do a girl's voice well. I mean, so anytime I try to imitate anybody, it's going to sound any female is going to sound like Billy Bragg. I I hope I never hear you. Doing me? No. Why? Well, I, I, you've heard me doing you before. <laughs> <laughs> That's a different kind of doing. Okay. So there were fifteen couples. It was a lot of fun. We bought a gift for Los Swingers. We did. Yes, because it's their they're coming for the uh, Mardi Gras party that is upcoming, and it will be their anniversary while yes. they're here. So we bought them a gift, but I'm sure it's like it's not going to be. As awesome as anything that they have, but it comes from the heart, and it was bought with love. It was right. bought from one swinger friend as a gift to another swinger friend, and it'll only be lightly used. Yes, though <laughs> so I'm now, keeping it in topic. a sealed package. <laughs> I'm keeping it in a sealed package, <laughs> so we can't. So wait. don't we can't. don't freak them out. Oh, and one of the um, one of the things that they did have at the passion party was a state of the art. So now you can buy. Oh. Um, you can buy uh, sex toys yes. that have apps that control that, them. that remote control your partner's sex toys. So you can be somewhere controlling your sex partner's toys while they're somewhere else, right? So would you Skype something like that? Or I'm not sure. What do you mean Skype? I mean, okay, so if your partner is like playing with a toy, like yes. how do you know? Oh. Do you turn it up no, or down? No, these are probably like toys that are meant to be like inserted and left there so you just randomly yeah. like so, set them off so your your partner is you know 
drive, you know, driving the school bus or whatever your partner does, yeah. and you set the thing off while that's happening, or your partner is performing, you know, performing a gastric bypass on somebody, or and then you set it off while that's happening. Dude, or, that would not work for me. Or your partner is. You I know, would just scream out loud. I get startled easily. <laughs> your partner, say your partner is an air traffic control controller. <laughs> Wait, how long is it going to be before this is in the court systems? How Dis- long is it going to be before yeah. someone claims? <laughs> Dis- distracted by remote control yes. sexual stimulation. Yes. You know they're listening to us. I'm so- just saying. This is going to be somebody's defense at some point. We're going to see it. I'm just saying that if you take away my remote control sexual stimulator, the terrorists have won. <laughs> <laughs> the terrorists have already won. Well, the reason I brought it up is because the, the, there's hackers. Yes. Oh, there yeah, are people yeah, 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 hacking yeah. The, um, the, the devices. And, you know, this is a topic near and dear to my, my heart because this, these things are, you know, could be considered some kind of almost medical devices and hackers getting in there and messing with them is something that's well, near and dear I, to my it's heart. My, I need, it's my medicine. So... <laughs> <laughs> yes so maybe it is a medical device well i'm just saying it's like why would a hacker want to go and excuse a pun dick are you with, kidding me dick with it I don't know. why why does a hacker do, do anything, anything that they do yeah, that so. would be like the most can you imagine they're all fucking trying to hack scarlett johansson's dildo right now right it's <laughs> like so i can just picture some Fat dude with a neck beard and like some tiny glasses covered in Cheeto dust. Like, uh, I'm so up in your guts right now. <laughs> See, that made me very uncomfortable. Why? That made me very uncomfortable. <laughs> oh, well, sweetheart. Comedy is not pretty. No, but and neither is that voice you're using. <laughs> I need some sexy voice. Wait, where's I need some sex? Hit me with some sexy voice. Oh, I'm on the spot. Okay, so I'm so up in your guts right now. <laughs> no, not that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say something sexy <laughs> along just, with your sexy you voice. Said voice. You didn't say sexy <laughs> saying. You just okay. said all right. All right, we're gonna just. Take a break and leave this for a minute. Okay. I can regain my composure and not not throw up a little bit in my mouth. <laughs> Next up's the topic. So, you wanna you wanna give us an overview on the topic for this evening's podcast or? Yeah, sure. So um, the 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 op- our opening topic or opening discussion that we wanted to have uh, this night on Crossfire is uh, is uh, related <laughs> related to an article that appeared on Yahoo, and it appeared like six days ago or four days ago or something like that. And the title of the article is "Should We All Be in Monogamous Relationships?" So. Well, I, when we read the article, we thought it was pretty comprehensive and kind of touched on a lot of points um, that people bring up when they talk about non-monogamy. Um, I think it's a good article for couples that are considering a transition into non-monogamy to kind of, you know, uh, I guess feed the feed the flame, feed the fires of you know what your ideas of how that can look might be. Mm -hmm. And also if you are, you know, working towards uh, trying to create a discussion with a partner uh, regarding non-monogamy, 
I think that this is kind of insightful because yes. it's kind of high level stuff. It kind of addresses several different aspects of non monogamy uh, from you know from uh, so- socioeconomic you know statuses to religious statuses mm-hmm. to very very different things. And um, I just so, thought it was social it, trends. It discusses it discusses social trends as it, well. It really does. And yeah. the, the the article addresses non monogamy for uh, the millennials. And so we thought what we would do is just kind of read sections of the article. And just stop and discuss sure. what that means to us, if we have an opinion on it, or if we have any insight or experience. <laughs> Do we have opinions? <laughs> and we can just talk about it and move along through the article. It's a, it's. I enjoyed it, and so I'm looking forward to sharing it with everyone. I hope it's not tedious, you know, that we read from the article, but I want to kind of get it all in, and I think it's a good um, catalyst to conversation. Sure. And you are also going to post a link to the article. So if someone yes. wants to read it uh, on their, you know, on own outside of the podcast, you that you know where to find it. Okay. So, so uh, the uh, the top caption is: "There's an argument brewing that says monogamy is not best for a successful relationship, but is there any science behind it?" So Chris Messina, who the article is primarily based mm-hmm. on, Chris Messina who invented the hashtag. This guy invented the hashtag. Okay. okay. So he's like on the forefront of what's going on in uh, social, social communications. Yeah, social. in social communications for you know his generation. So the article states, Chris Messina invented the hashtag. He also believes it is time to reinvent contemporary sexuality, which is why he practices something he refers to as non-monogamy. Right. As a child of, and this is his quote, as a child of divorce and an aspiring designer entrepreneur in Silicon Valley, I was suspicious of marriage. The early Twitter employee writes on CNN, out here, we're data positive and solution oriented. And if your product, in this case, marriage, is failing for 50% of their customers, then you need to fix or offer something different. Better, yeah. So... Yeah, I mean, what he's saying is that this, you know, this product is obviously not working for yeah. everyone. What are, you know, what can we do to, what are the variations of that? Right. So I, you know, and, and just thematically, right? So I tend to stay away from the idea of calling monogamy better or non-monogamy better than monogamy. I think that, I, I don't, I think they're better for me uh, in that I'm terrible at monogamy and I'm remarkably good at non-monogamy you know and i feel more comfortable in being non-monogamous but i have a hard time i have a hard time with the idea of calling one better than the other because people are different you know and just people are just cooked up different but then i get yeah okay so yes but i don't i don't think that he like scrutinized his statement to the nth degree to no. determine if the word better he's just saying that if in silicon yeah, valley marriage, they put a, they put out a product where 50 percent of it Fifty percent of the time, it failed for their customers. They wouldn't put out that product, right. or they would have to improve the product or something. Yes. So what he's saying is that the status quo is not working. Right. Okay. So then he goes on to um, he goes on to you know try to justify why monogamy exists. The author why does it's, now. Yeah. No. 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 Well, no. It's this still is him. still okay. this is still Chris, and this is another quote from him. Monogamy established itself thousands of years ago when society was ruled by scarcity and resources and potential mates were in limited supply. 
We're now living in a period of great, though unequally distributed abundance where our basic needs are sufficiently met and reproduction is a choice. As a result, the reasons um, to find a single mate for life are less urgent. Yeah. Well, I mean... I mean, we've heard that. We've heard that argument before. It's like... I think monogamy, we've talked about yeah. it. Monogamy was established for land rights. For land rights, yeah. It was so always that established people land knew rights. who their heirs were so that when, you know, your yep. wife had a kid, it's like you knew that that was your kid and that your land was going to your kid. And why did you need land? So you could grow the only thing that you could exchange for goods in your society, which was grain, right? You had, you had to grow something that you could exchange for all the other shit that you didn't have access to. So, yes, it, I mean... So, the article questions, why was monogamy right. created? Because you and I don't exchange grain for our resources. You and I exchange knowledge services for our resources. So, how, I mean, like our, like our you know, our children, if we had any, would not be able to inherit our knowledge resources. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like we have to protect our knowledge resources to mm-hmm. hand down to them. I mean, they're going to go away when we die. Yes. So... What, are, what what is monogamy really protecting? So they talk about, uh, this is also part of the article. This past spring, Rolling Stone featured um, this very topic in a story entitled Tales from the Millennials' Sexual Revolution, which underscored a generational shift in thought regarding monogamy, sex, and relationships. I mean, I question this. Is it really a generational shift? I think that to, personally, I think that to ignore what the 60s meant in terms of non-monogamy is probably disingenuous. But I mean, I don't know. Because they go into that later on in the article. But I mean, is it is it a generational shift? I don't know. I think that, I think that people, I think that people have been non-monogamous to about the same extent that we, that we are now. It's just a lot of them were not ethically non-monogamous a lot of them were cheating and i think people are just cheating 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 mm-hmm. cheating right i think that what we have now is that we have a generation of people to whom cheating is not cool right yes well they drill down a little bit next in the story that says the story points out that the new faces of the open relationship are not long-haired right. hippies in a cloud of patchouli mm-hmm. which how rude is that well, I mean, cause... <laughs> but rather they are successful young professionals who do not view monogamy as any type of ideal. So it's not a standard that people are looking to live up to these days, right? Yeah. These individuals often seek out a version in which the goal is to have one long-standing relationship and willingness to openly acknowledge that the long-standing relationship may not meet each partner's emotional and sexual needs for all time. Yeah. Do you think that that's a pretty fair statement? Well, I mean, I think that... Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't think that this pays close enough attention to the idea of people just want to fuck. You know, with that kind of statement. But I mean, is it... Is it I mean, well, do you think they, that, don't, they don't state that. Yeah. They don't state that, but that's the... They say I mean, intimate to me, that's the gist. Yeah. It's like, I want to be in a long-standing relationship, but I want to, like have sex with other people too. Right. But, but that's not what they say, say that. that. But they, they don't say that because they're kind of like soft. But, no, because they also say longstanding. Wait, wait, hold on. Yeah. Longstanding relationship might not meet 
each other's partner's emotional and sexual needs for all time. They put emotional and sexual mm-hmm. needs. I mean, so is that what they're really referring to? Is that what the trend? Because I mean, you know, if you're going to mention it first, then mm-hmm. like unless unlike for us swingers, then it's the emotional uh, lack of whatever. It's, it's the so you think they're trying to kind of uh, parlay into the idea more than what we as swingers see it. Because I do know, I do notice in the um, article, throughout the entire article, they never say the word swinger. It's right. all non-monogamy. Yeah. So in his interview, in yes. Chris's interview, he never gives you an idea that it's anything less than being swingers. But it's almost like they tried to write the article where they made it more like, Polly. Well, I don't know. I mean, because his this is his quote, right? Isn't this the one about the emotional and sexual needs? I mean, he's the one who's he's. I mean, it sounds like he's beating the drum for having more than one person meeting your emotional needs. And I, and I don't see that there's anything wrong with somebody meeting your more than emotional needs. I won't even say that I haven't engaged in that. You know, because even though you and I are accomplished swingers or whatever, I mean, there are emotional needs that will be met. Almost, I mean, unless you're like purposefully trying to put up some kind of a wall mm-hmm. you know when you're swinging somebody there is going to be emotional exchange along with the exchange of whatever so but you know what i'm saying it's like there is it's it this goes back to something that you and i used to discuss a long time ago on this podcast what? is that just because we're swingers it doesn't mean that we want to just fucking run yeah. Or not, or whatever, or just you know, fuck people. But it doesn't we, mean we can't. It doesn't mean we can't. Yes. And that's that's exactly it. It's like we're not mindless automatons that are just trying to satisfy a sexual needs that we have. We're not nymphomaniacs. <laughs> well, I mean, but it's, well, then but there's a there's the argument that nymphomaniacs are only satisfying uh, an emotional need and not a sexual one. Oh, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Because when you anyway, when you think about the the where, where that addiction is stemming from, it has nothing to do with the sexual pleasure. Yeah, if there are such things as nymphomaniacs, and I know that there's right. an argument about that. Well, David Duchovny's actually one, so I know that. <laughs> okay, so what I'm trying to say is that what I'm trying to say is that there isn't anything that precludes us as being swingers from having an emotional attachment with somebody other than our spouse, right? The thing is, we don't primarily seek that out. We seek out the recreational sex. Maybe his quote would be better stated if he said, uh, meet each other's emotional and or sexual needs for all time. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I can't get inside his head. I mean, there isn't anything here that says, to me that says that he is like going to orgies. Well, I can tell you that. I can tell you that if I were to say that statement if i were to write it in an email mm-hmm. i would have a long time to kind of perfect it yes you know to have it carry the convey the meaning that i really wanted to express but right i think you know he's trying to express something that's out of the norm and maybe it is it is not perfectly expressed how we see it mm-hmm. but i think he did a pretty good job no i think so too <laughs> and, I, and i don't think that anything that he's saying here is in, in the least bit untrue Hmm. I'm just saying that there are some of us out there who are, without discounting the idea of being emotional with somebody, are primarily looking for a sexual relationship Mm -hmm. outside of our outside of our primary relationship, and that kind of defines the way that we approach non-monogamy. Well, the article goes on to ask: Is non-monogamy the new sexual truism? And this is another quote from him. There is an odd modern sense that sex for fun was invented in the mid 20th century and that before that sex was acknowledged as fun, but only done within the confines of relationships. 
Oh, no, this is Art, Art Markman. He's a psychologist that's, that stated this. This isn't Chris. Mm-hmm. So he's getting into the history of non-monogamy. Right. Um, he's from UT. Okay. Hook him. Um, if you read the Bible, he says, any old literature or go to the opera, you discover that the world has always been just as modern when it comes to sex as it is now. Mm-hmm. So there isn't anything that anybody's doing that isn't, that is, you know, new. Right. So, yeah, well, anyway, yes. And, you know, the fact that swingers have a significant history behind them, at least, you know, just where you can actually trace a direct lineage from the swingers that are swinging today back 100 years or whatever, you know, in the United States. Mm -hmm. Well, maybe not 100, but, you know, still, is that, if not... Well, he talks about the uh, modern definition of marriage being between one man and one woman. And that's promoted by many uh, religious conservative politicians. But it flies in the face of the fact that most male characters in the early Bible had many wives. All this means is that societies have debated what should qualify as normal sex and relationships throughout recorded history. Mm-hmm. So but maybe... We still debate it all the time. Yeah, See, but then you're still talking about, and what I think this article is really talking about is is a paradigm that follow that's kind of falling more into the polyamory deal, right? I don't know, which is fine. It's just it does sound like more of a a, a description of a polyamorous lifestyle. Yes, but I don't think that that's the um, the intent of the person being interviewed. It's the person that. I don't know. When yeah. I read it, the person that's being interviewed is not referring to polyamory as much as the writer who's trying to build a framework yes. to put this guy's comments within. Well, They're building the framework of polyamory, and the guy's just trying to explain what he sees as a as a as a um, acceptable sexual alternative. If I can go down, and I think that they kind of get at what the article is really about. A little later on, is that there's a difference between monogamy and commitment. Yeah, and we're going to get to that. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) You want me to skip down to that? Yeah. Okay. I mean, unless there's something. Well, do you want me to read the section about non monogamy is not equivalent to cheating or adultery? I think that that's a good section, too. Okay. You're just getting impatient. <laughs> Maybe a little. Do you, yeah. Do you want to like go outside and walk around the block and I'll just like read the rest of the <laughs> No, keep on going. Okay. So the next session is, uh, it, they state, it's titled, Non-Monogamy is Not Equivalent to Cheating or Adultery. You read this part. Okay. Well, which part do you want me to read? So I'll, I'll... Since that part, since the sexual relationship. Oh, since the relationship is agreed upon. Is not considered messing around. Well, yeah, okay, that's that's fine. And I think that that's a very close parallel to swingers because I don't think that no swingers would ever consider themselves to be cheaters because you're doing something that's been agreed upon. Well, this is according to Elizabeth Sheff. Right. Who's, the, who's the author of? <laughs> the polyamorous next door. <laughs> there, there goes your point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But again, I feel like the... The author of this story is putting the polyamory framework on top of the, per, you know, the, Chris's interview. Yes. Because they don't know, they don't understand how else to construct it. Well, they could have interviewed a swinger or two. They could have. <laughs> right. So this, uh, 
This psychologist uses the distinction of consensual non-monogamy to refer to situations such as Messina's. Right. So, I don't know. I'd have to read her book, which that's not (laughs) never going to (laughs) happen. But maybe Deb can read her book and, like, let us know what she says about it. Put it on your Kindle, Deb. But I don't know. She... She says, not only do consensual non-monogamous try to tell each other the truth, but this greater communication has real impact, such as reduced rates of sexually transmitted diseases as a result of honest communication. The world's, the world's biggest red herring. What, sexually transmitted yes. diseases? Everybody's what? so fucking scared about STDs. It's like insanely, insanely outrageously stupid. And it's like the first thing that people throw out is like their objections being in swing. It's like, I can't have any sex with anybody other than my husband. I will die from a disease. And it's like, probably not. Probably not. It's like saying, it's like saying I can never go to Europe because I will die in a plane crash. Or saying, I can't ever go visit Mexico because I will die from drinking the water. Oh, die from drinking the water. It's like, I can't. It's like you're saying that you are disqualifying the, this entire realm of experience. Because there's like some uh, there's some like vanishingly small uh, odd that you might get something permanent, right? I mean, because there are things out there that you can get cured. So just keep that in mind. So I mean, anyway, I'm just anyway. What? So what? So what do you think is? I, I don't want to go down that road. We got to finish this article. <laughs> okay. So it so chef who's this psychologist that they're quoting? So in the next paragraph, you find out she is in a polyamorous relationship. And so that's why we're getting that. Yes. That's why you're getting this because the um, the writer just did not do a very good job at uh, fleshing out this story before they wrote it. <laughs> They're like, yeah, 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 I got it, I got it, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it how it all works. Now. Who else should I talk to? <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Okay. So, but Chef, who's in this, who's this, who's the writer of this book? said that she resisted the non-monogamous life for 10 years because she anticipated feeling so threatened and jealous with insecurity that she thought she would not be able to handle it. Let me guess. She probably did it anyway. <laughs> yes. She probably got an STD and she's probably not. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Is that liable? I don't know. No. You got to beep out her name. So, okay. It's chef spelled... S C H E U L F. Read the article, folks. If, if we did anything egregious, let us know. Okay, so okay, this is the one. This is the part that kind of grabbed me. All right, and this was won't non-monogamy undermine the bond within a couple? And the the, the paragraphs that follow it don't they don't address that. But what they do talk about, they have this idea. They they do have this concept of big dating, and this is something that Messina his his um. That's, that's, about, he to, he coined the term right. Big, I guess so. Big yeah. dating and big dating. What he's referring to is the is the entire online facilitation of of the dating industry, the dating industry and the hookup industry through Tinder and Grinder and uh, I don't know what else. Uh, all well, the, as he describes oh, it in the article, he says big dating unbundles monogamy and right. sex. Oh, right, because you have you have intimate encounters or potentially intimate encounters with other people. At a thumb click away or a click away from 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 your fucking sofa, 
right? Because like you're swiping, right? Like from what so I understand. Fa- <laughs> Sorry. That's okay. So you, you so you're you know you're you're on Tinder. I think you swipe the people that you like, and you don't swipe that or whatever. And eventually, you're just like stacking a pool of people that you could potentially meet who are within a five mile radius or ten mile radius of where you are. And and you can just like pick you 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 not you or whatever and line up a series of dates that are outside of your social circle, right? They're outside of your family circle. Anybody you would have met at church or at school or whatever. It's just people on the internet. Does that know? really work though? Yeah, it fucking I mean, works all the goddamn time. How many? I mean, I mean, how many successful? It I works just, all I just, the time. I don't understand how it works. It is the way people are dating now. I it. I have I have contacts among the twenty somethings. <laughs> Sometimes they give me reports. Okay, yes. why are swingers not hooking up more from online interaction? We're hooking up through SDC. We're hooking up through Cassidy SLS. There are some swinger apps that are coming out now, right? Like our friends who are developing the Swinger Safari app. So, like these are apps that people can use to connect online with other swingers much like a tinder or whatever with swingers you have two people on the other end right yes i mean that's what makes it difficult you have two people on the other end so you don't have that automatic interaction of one person who can respond using their own little device right i mean you have to have like some kind of cooperation anyway what the article is saying what the article is saying is that this abundance this this sheer abundance of interactions of potentially romantic interactions that you can have using online media is transforming the way that the millennials see differentiate right between monogamy and commitment because they can go through a shitload of these people on tinder and be monogamous with all of them one per night mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what i mean yeah serial, <laughs> serial, monogamy. serial monogamy like hyper serial monogamy where they're like they're not thinking about hooking up with anybody else for one day you know so all of a sudden you go through all these all these all these all these things and you realize that okay yeah being monogamous with one person is not that big a fucking deal you can do it anybody can goddamn do it right for a limited amount of time it's committing to another person that is really the big deal somebody you can have in your space with you right so that's what the article is is talking about it's like that's what that's what millennials care about they want to be with somebody that they can share they, they can stand the fucking sight of because the sex the sex is online it's everywhere you know, it's on the corner. It's down the road, you know. So that's what I think that that's what this guy's kind of getting at. And it doesn't have anything to do with swinging, you know, because it doesn't have anything to do with swinging because it is not something that you do necessarily do as a couple. It's something that you, you're still a free agent. The idea is that you that what he's saying is that a lot of people, that people, the millennials want to remain free agents eternally. They'll be in committed relationships, but they, but each of them can take care of their sexual needs wherever the fuck they want. So, what does that mean? Well, good. I appreciate your input on that. What? That's that's the section I I like the most. <laughs> well, please post the link online, and people can go on and read the article for themselves. Okay. Did I get a little intense? Nope. You're totally good. All right. <laughs> it just just did not become in discussion. It came like out of discussion point, and so. I really don't even know what to say to you about that. So I guess we'll move on. Mm. Okay. So, oh, okay. This is a treat for you guys. We are going to plan an event. Fugaro and I are going to try to plan an event right here on the mics. 
So. Well, the idea... Uh, I'm just exhausted now listening to you. Okay, <laughs> the idea. And this is how a lot of this time, all of, a lot of these start this time. You know, you know. To be honest, the idea is we were the we were gonna you know review the article and then talk about these are all like high level non monogamy ideas. Oh. And then we were gonna parlay that into. Um, but what's when you get into the nitty gritty of being non monogamous? What are like? How does it really work in a day to day discussion? Right between a couple that is practicing uh, being swingers, and what are all the components that go into something that Mister Fu and I do for a swinger event mm-hmm. or for you know to 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 swing? Yes. So the idea that we we had had was to um, on certain weeknights, right? Like on one. Okay, it would be like say every. We hadn't decided. We hadn't decided what the, night. The thing is, this it's is like how a once it started. A month, but it's a once a month. Thing. We wanted we wanted to have a card. We wanted to have a Cards Against Humanity night because we do the beer bingo. Yes, and we love that. Yes, the beer bingo is in a very controlled environment because it's out at a bar yep. and you know. That's not a swinger. It's not a swinger uh, venue. So we wanted to have like once a month, a night, kind of like beer bingo, but we played a game, Cards Against Humanity. You've probably heard us talk about it before. We love the game. Everybody that's played it with us loves the game. Enjoys it, yeah. And we're like, we thought maybe we'd have like a game night at our house once a week, like an in, like, you know, like people. (laughs) Even though, even though I do know that way back in the beginning, we poo-pooed games so hard I would, that it was embarrassed. That I'm embarrassed now that I look back on it. We were like, who wants to go to a swinger party oh, and play, play games? Play Pictionary, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I was thinking about like swinger games. Like, eh, well, you know, because we weren't really hot on those either. But like playing like board games at... Yes. Yes. So, but, you know, here we are <laughs> coming back around. We just like to do activities. Yes, and so, like, it turns out we like to do shit. <laughs> So we we were talking about um, having this one one night per month deal, and then game night, game night, and then we just started getting into all of this conversation about well, how do you want it to be about this, and on on what days, and how we're going to schedule it, who we're going to invite, right? Lifestyle and game, was, and it's going to say lifestyle game night or swinger yeah, game night, which sounds like it should be really fucking easy, right? But it was, yeah, yes. but. We just got into a lot of conversation about it, and we're like, okay, well, we need to sit, we need to sit down and have a meeting, yes, and decide how we're gonna do this, get this, get because this off the ground. It's, it's not like, hey, food girl, Wednesday, what do you think we're gonna do game night? Yeah, sounds awesome. Call up all the swingers. Hey, it's, we're having a game night at our house. That sounds great. We'll show up, and they show up. That's how it happens in the comic books. That's how it happens <laughs> in the comic books, and everybody and then everybody shows up, and everybody's gonna start playing the game, right? No, no. <laughs> No. So we were like, okay, we're, well, let's schedule. This is us. This is how retard. We're so like, we're bad. Yes. We're like, let's schedule a meeting and we can sit down and talk about how we're going to um, do our game night. Yes. And then we're like, nope, we're going to do it on the podcast. Yeah. So, so we're going to talk about it. So, okay. We're going to plan. We're going to actually plan yes. a swinger event on the podcast. So hands up everybody out there who thinks you just do it like you do in Archie Comics. Hey, we're gonna have a swinger game. We're gonna have swinger game. Oh, we're gonna have game night. We're just inviting up. We're inviting twenty swingers to come do that on and a Wednesday. You, you can totally do that. But the next day, Veronica's gonna be so fucking pissed so off. So fucking pissed off at you. <laughs> so pissed off. <laughs> Archie's gonna be like, so, "What did I do?" You know Veronica's what? Gonna be like, you know it, what? Yeah. 
they want to wake up in the morning and like have everybody like, like oh that was a really fun that night. went over completely as i expected it too well <laughs> yes here's some of the things that we have to hash out yes so we're like okay well how often do we want to do game night i don't want to bombard our friends with invitations for game night but it would be nice to have a regularly scheduled meeting during the week so what, what yeah. are your thoughts on that once a month once a month like on what night a weeknight Okay. A weeknight, like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday. Thursdays aren't good. Okay. Thursdays are not good. Thursdays aren't good because... Um, There's girls on well, court. Well, the third, and... third Thursday is girls on court. So what day would you have it? Mo- not Monday. People don't want to like swing on Monday night, do they? Yeah, probably not Wednesday, Monday. hump day. Hump day or Might Tuesday. Well, we currently have beer bingo on hump days yes. on Wednesdays. That's yes. the first Wednesday. Well, soon moving, but yes. So, but it could be hump day. I think hump days. Okay, what about the last Wednesday? Because remember, two Thursdays out of the month, I have early morning breakfast meeting. Right. So, oh, so Wednesdays are bad. So it might be Tuesday. A Tuesday would be good. Yeah, Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday. Tuesday. There isn't anything I'm thinking bad about Tuesday, except that I'm often out of town on Tuesdays. Once a month you are, or twice, twice a month. Yeah. So that well, limits beer, the beer bingo is the first Wednesday, so right. we need to do like the we can do any Tuesday really after any that. Tuesday. What about the third Tuesday? As long as we say it's the third Tuesday, can always schedule my flights around it. So third, you think so? Yeah, if we say third Tuesday, because we were thinking about moving beer bingo to the fourth Wednesday. Yeah, I don't think we should do that. Oh, you wanted to get it out of. That I want to get thing, it out of that but... thing. Yeah. Let's not worry about that now. Okay, all right. But we have it. We have a date. Every third Thursday we'll have, or every third Tuesday we'll have a game night. Right. Okay, it is a work night. So how do you want to schedule like timing when you do an invite? You're going to put a time on it. Well, I okay. So the people in San Diego they get together for their trivia, mm-hmm. and the trivia actually starts at seven, but a lot of them don't roll around until like eight. So mm-hmm. I think I think I think that. Nine, which is where being where when beer bingo starts, is too late. Yeah, I, I think sometime between seven and eight, I would even say seven thirty. You're gonna make but, like a seven to ten p.m. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, yeah so people sure. know that it's like this is you know game time, or even eight to pet eight to ten. But yeah, seven to ten, seven to ten, yeah, yeah. and that people know that there's an end time, so right. everybody can like get you know get home at the end of the day and face their work day. Yes, on Wednesday. Um. I don't think we have to decide like what games it's going to be. Like if people might want to bring their favorite games or we'll have games or yeah, like Jenga, Jenga or cards against humanity or both. So I think one of the things that we we're going to have problems with is the invitation list. So, and here's the problem as I foresee, you know, what would be cool is one of those games that you play with the TV, not a video game, but anyway, like those movie plot games. Anyway, that'd be fun. Never mind. Movie plot games. Yeah, there's these games where you play like a DVD or something and you get to select shit and it changes the the output of the game. I don't know. Never mind. (laughs) I don't recognize that. Okay, so 7 out of 10. Okay, so the problem would be with what was the last question? The problem is the imitation list and how do you... So this is the challenge I think that you and I run across. Because beer bingo is anybody, come one, come all. 
Beer bingo is, yeah. and you're you're in a you're in a um, safe zone. Yes, because you're in a public space. Yes, there are no expectations of play. Right. So you get you get swingers at all levels of experience and play, comfort play, and or whatever. all yeah. that to, yeah. at beer bingo. Yes, but something like this, we're going to have a variety of people on our friends list. Yes, that have. There are all different levels of expectations. Yes. yes. And expectations are when you go to someone's house, they're kind of a big deal. Yes. Because it's like, what's what's going to be happening there? Am I going to be uh, requ- expected oh, to play? Or what? Here's another thing. The other, another expectation is we don't want the people who would show up to this thing to think, oh, if I don't go to the Swap Foo's game night they're not going to invite me to the next party oh i don't think anybody would think uh, that it's like oh we keep on turning them down it's, for no, shit. It's, like the- it's not about us it's about doing something right i mean that's my my vision of the game night is it's not about us you know it's more about doing just just it's doing. more about having an activity to do for yeah, swingers exactly. to do on a once a once a month right 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 because just like we found out with beer bingo and just like we found out with the pool days on Sunday. Yes. It's like people are looking for things to do. Looking for shit to do. So yeah. why, you know. So, but that's the thing. is like, you, how do you convey that you don't want it to be some kind of thing that's going to make their next invitation contingent on it or something like that? You know what I mean? I don't well, want. that's not to- my problem. My problem is I don't want them to think that if they come, they have to swing. Right. But I don't want them to think that if they come that that's all we're doing. Right. It's just, it's playtime. Yeah. It's just kind of an activity night for swingers, but we're, those, there are playrooms around. So obviously if you want to play, yeah, there's opportunity. Want- right. But how do you address it to where... People are not under any obligation or. You just put it on the invitation. You're not under any obligation to play. Well, one of the suggestions I have, and I didn't think yeah. that you liked it, was what? if we just said from 7 to 10, it's game night. After 10, people are free to play. Right. But then well, how does that stop people from just showing up at 10? It's like, hey, I'm ready to fuck. <laughs> See, I don't know the answer to that. Right. So, so if we show up later, we can just show up and play because we just want to play. There are some people that never play when they yeah. go to parties because they have like one or two couples that they like to play with yes. and they do that in their own privacy. That's their style. And then we have friends that are like, they're, you know, just going to show up and be like panting yes, and just like not even paying attention to anything until well, somebody gets to go play. Well, yeah. The, yes. And there are not only that, but there's people out there who have sitters. It's like, oh, I'm going to have like a range of sitter to yeah. come so I can go do this thing. It's like, well, I better play. Yeah, because I'm I'm paying money to be out of the house. And, but you're like, okay, well, it's not that kind of a fucking thing. It's just casual. It's just casual. Maybe you should put it. If you're going to try to get a sitter just so you can come out and do this, expecting to play, then... <sighs> ah. I, don't, I just don't know how to do the invitation. Well, because we just want to have a game night. It's like we just say, hey... <laughs> assholes hey. we're just trying to have a fucking game night is that too much to ask <laughs> no you don't say that obviously i'm just kidding <laughs> well it's like i hear i hear our friends dropping off of cassidy right they love us they love i us. hear look our friends just went down from like <laughs> seven to two now i see <laughs> we now only have two friends and 
<laughs> They're probably just waiting to hear us say something that's going to piss them off. Okay, so I'm, you know what? I'll, I'll probably do a little something on that. But it's like, no, you don't have to edit it. But honestly, this is our dilemma. This is our dilemma. This is our dilemma. Because yeah. in the beginning, we would be like, we'd be like, oh, well, we'll just invite everybody. Anybody can come that wants to. And then I'm the one that ends up like uncomfortable because people are uncomfortable in this situation. So right. the idea for me, as we have been through this lifestyle and for both of us, I think as we've learned managing expectations yes. is huge. It's huge. It's huge. I mean, when you put out the Mardi Gras, yeah. the Mardi Gras email, yes. it has like what all the rules are, yeah. like what, um, expectations for guest behavior is. And it's the, like what, how you should dress. And, but people want to know. They need to know. They want to yeah, know. Yeah, they need to because know. Because they can make informed decisions. So yes. it's about managing expectations. And I just don't know how to structure a game night where we manage expectations without... Well, we can just say, sorry, it's not a play party. But it is. Yeah. If people want to play. play. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what to tell you. I mean, so here's the deal. You open up the house, you say, it's game night, and then everybody who wants to come play a game plays the game. Everybody who wants to go fuck goes and fucks. So you're basically running two different events at your house, which is fine. But at the same time, you're like, well, I wanted people to play the game with. And odds are, you'll have a bunch of people who show up and play the game. Everybody's having sex and nobody's playing Scrabble. (laughs) You'll have people who want to play the game and you'll have people who want to play. Play, play. So what would you do in your invitation? How would you state it? It, it would be because they put the, you know, when you set up a rendezvous, you can select like how hot the rendezvous is supposed to be. What does that mean? It means like, okay, no play. Expected to play. Uh, no, yeah, definitely no play. It's like, yeah, if we get along, we'll see what happens. Like, okay, maybe. And then so it's would game you put on. Like Just show red, up with your cock out. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you got to decide on what, how much, how many jalapenos you want to give it. So like I'm saying that it would be. It would it would be is no no play expected, but you never know kind of realm, which I think that a lot of people well, would just, no will play just is round, required. Well, a lot of people would just round up to game on. <laughs> well, because I you know we've gotten uh, invitations to parties where it's like oh no it's a hotel party yeah. you're gonna walk in drop trowel and you're expected to play yes. Well, I don't. And go we to love those. those parties. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I'm yes. Just kidding. No, you're not. <laughs> but that's why communication is so important. Yes. <laughs> why do I? I just okay. <laughs> so how do you say it's not? A, you just say, "Hey, it's not a play party." But well, I like Deb's idea. She did come up with the idea. It's like you on the invitation you put from seven to nine. We're playing a game. Yeah. After that, it's a everybody's Whips up cock. to their. It's, I just, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's hard to say. I think we should do draft some, draft some invitations. I think we should. I think personally, and I like that. I like, I, and I like that. I think we should just, we just, we just throw one and see what happens. If people show up looking to fuck and it's uncomfortable, at least you and I went into it knowing that that might be a possibility and we just won't do it that way again. Okay. 
That's kind of how we did our first pool party. Right, yeah. Our first like, oh. Sunday daytime thing. Yes. We were like, what, what's going to happen? What are going to be the expectations? Right. But people kind of figured it all out. Yeah. So. And I think that if you say but, you're playing games and you have the fucking games out and everybody's <laughs> waiting. You know what I'm saying? If the fucking games? You know what I'm saying. But if you have everything ready to go and you actually start playing the goddamn game, people will know, well, it's a game night. You know what I mean? Some people might like, ah, I'm going to go fucking, I'll go jack off. You come meet me. That kind of shit. That's fine. You know what I mean? It's like, that's fine. There, there's going to be some of that. Maybe there's going to be a whole lot of that. And then we'll just take a look at it and we'll like, because like our fucking, what you call it, our, our, our pool parties, it's like, yeah, show up, get naked, fuck, screw, who knows, eat, doesn't matter. There's no goddamn schedule. Have fun. Right? The game night, it's the same as that. Except they're saying, we are playing a game. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we will be playing this game. You love that game? So do we. We're really looking forward to us so playing that game. So do you think I'm totally over... Analyzing it? Yes. Maybe? Yes? Yes? No, because I didn't really come away, come around to say, you know what? We should just relax about that until just fucking now. Before that, I was just caught up as you were saying, well, how can I say that? How can I say what's going on here? And was, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. I was completely yeah. there with I you. I know. I think, I think you're... Uh... You'll probably have a better understanding of these things at this point. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. Does that sound like an idea? Yeah. yeah. Right. I guess we can analyze. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's good. I'm like, you're, you're kind of stressing me out, but you're making me less stressed out, okay. which is weird. Cool. Okay. All right. But Veronica's so, going to be very she's angry. Gonna be angry that's why she's she's going to be tapping that high heel of hers with her arms crossed saying, Archie, or whomever, Richie, who is it, Archie? I don't know. Anyway, Reggie. Well, what other parameters would we want to set up? Anything. Just a timeline. Just a timeline because it is a work night. Yes, you'd have to have a start and a stop time. Right, you'd have to say. Like, is that too much to ask? No, not at all. Not at all. It's like, hey, you know, we all have to work tomorrow, so you guys better get your fannies out of here by eleven or whatever the fuck it is. And you say, and we we're gonna start off. You know what? Start off. We are playing a game, so whatever happens before eleven is the game, and whatever you filthy animals choose to do. But we recognize, red neckedness, that we are we are watching you. I don't know. I don't know. I think it's cool. So what day? The third Tuesday. Do you want to, are we going to do this? Yeah. From 7 to 10. Okay. Not this coming third Tuesday because I'm going to be in Nashville. But yes. Let me see. Yeah. Oh, you are going to be in Nashville. I was thinking. Or we're going to be in, yeah, we're going to be in. You're going to be in Nashville. So it's got to start in March. No, we're going to be in San Diego. No, but not in March. Oh, March. Yeah, we'll do it in March. Yeah. Yeah. Third Tuesday in March. Yeah, and this is just a five-minute conversation about this bullshit. We we already talked about it like two hours. But I think we just to get to the point. It's like just schedule it and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord, you stress me out. I'm okay. sorry. Are you sick of us yet? How You're, how what time are we? We're like an hour and a half into this thing. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah, let's right. let's wrap it up. All right. We have a Mardi Gras party coming up. Yes. Um, and we're co-hosting with friends of ours. Yes. T and M. Yes. Who are very cool. We're excited to uh, have them on board. And they have excellent taste. They like to. They're they are they are overachievers, and they like to. They're helper people. So that's awesome. They're not, you know, 
They are helper people. They're very uh, diligent, diligent about the things that their responsibilities. Exactly, that's the thing. Yes, responsible people with good ideas. So we love those guys. We're looking forward to Mardi Gras. Los Swingers is going to be in town visiting us for yep. the party, and it's going to be their anniversary. It's going to be so cool. And so that's why we picked up the um, passion party uh, gift. Yes, gift for those guys. Oh, hey, oh, and so. Are we going to talk about my 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 what, porn screen? What, is that your penis? My, no, my <laughs> my porn screen upstairs. Oh yeah. Well, okay. Well, that's part of Mardi Gras. Yes. So oh, yeah, you, got you do. We gotta have a. Will, will you please post a picture of your new porn uh, look? Yes, I will. And the upstairs and the big playroom. My porn look. I'm growing a mustache. No, <laughs> but uh, Mr. Fu. Okay, so like catty cornered from where the swing hangs in the ceiling, there's uh, now a drop down projector that does like a full wall. Um, porn projection. Yes. And you've recorded, what, four hours of porn? No, I've burned four hours. I didn't record four hours Whatever. of porn. That would be awesome. It's, like, it's all me. I don't even It's just know. four hours, what? just me up there. <laughs> I don't know the difference between record and burn. Whatever. So you've got four hours of porn that's none of it is you. Right. You're, all your porn is in real time. Yes. So I want to get a picture of that with okay. the, like the shot of it on the wall and everything. Okay. Like not the money shot, but you know what I mean. <laughs> the, shot the shot all over the world. I want to see it. The wanna... shot heard around the world. Yes. And that was like, that was a kind of a technological challenge. It was different. Yeah. It's well, there. I mean, because you have the projector coming out of the ceiling, you have the outlet yeah. hitting, you know, hitting yeah. from there. So you're not running cords all over like a crazy person. <laughs> <laughs> like a science I think it's going to be a good a good addition to the party. The thing that I am concerned about with the with this party is that it's going to be big. We have a hundred people. We have a hundred people confirmed at this time, and uh, so we think it's going to be a good time. And hopefully, since we're co-hosting with another couple, they will, they will help us be able to keep everything under control. We have never had any problems in the past, never. so we do not anticipate any problems. No, and and the people that we know who are loud and crazy aren't coming. So yes, yeah, so. so our our goal is to delegate and share responsibilities with our co-hosts and to. Um, Play to each of our strengths. And if you're a guest of this party and you're listening to the sound of my voice and you know who you are, you better fucking behave yourselves because I'm going to be fucking watching you. Not only that, he's not. But M&T are going to be fucking watching you, so you better act right, He's not going to be watching you. Um, we just have not had any problems. In all the years, we've had like two small problems. But yeah, when there's a problem, it just seems like, ugh, this uh, sucks. Why did I have to deal with your stupid ass? Yeah. Ugh. So that's coming up. Also, this year, I'm going to be turning 50. And so I'm looking for, I want to just throw that out there. I want to, I'm looking for um, inspiration. What do you mean? I'm just looking for help. You're looking for help? <laughs> help me. I want to help you help me. There's a lot now, of inspiring people. I've out there. actually, I've actually started like Nelson a little Mandela. time ca- time capsule yes. for myself. So I'm I'm writing up like 20 questions, like 20 um, current event questions that how Miss Swapfu would answer them now, because I think 20 years from now or 30 years from now, I think the answers would be interesting. Mm. So I've actually I started developing that 
like kind of where things are for me right now. What is it that I want to record and put in my time capsule for where I am when I'm 50? I like that. I like it too. That's a good and, one. And I know that you are diligently planning my 50th birthday yes, party. Yes, I, I consider it. And I'm it, sure it's already in the works. Yes, it's a, it's a, part, it's a part-time job at this time, quickly consuming most of We can of get my, you an assistant. <laughs> yes, assistant would be great at this time. It's the 50th, oh my gosh. Yes, and I, and I started calling myself Swifty. Why? Because... <laughs> Read your show notes. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I I don't know this one. Swifty. Okay, so anyway. <laughs> You're a swigger over 50. The pub crawl. What? Oh, no. I, I'm backing up here. Oh, no, we're going to that pub oh, crawl. Oh, shout outs, shout outs. So we want to say hello to B&K and the Swinger Ferry and Mr. K for yep. a fun time at the pub crawl. We got to hang out with those guys. And B&K are actually starting the Swinger Safari app. Right. Which they just relaunched. Yes. Um, and so if you, it's kind of like the Tinder or Grinder, Right, for, for swingers. swingers. So you can download that on iTunes. We're on it, right? We are lifetime members for a oh, dollar. Groovy. And I do not let them forget that. <laughs> <laughs> because <laughs> they're not charging me again. So Los Swingers are coming um, for the Mardi Gras party. We're looking forward to their visit. And uh, in the meantime, I think we'll check out the karaoke at our local club. Um, yeah, we're going to do that. We're going to see how that goes. Oh, my gosh. Game night. Anyway. Okay, so um, how do you find the foods? Um, join the Swap Food community on Cassidy. Or you can go to our website, which is swapfoo.blogspot.com. You can... Follow or friend us on Cassidy or SDC. Our usernames, our username is SwapFoo. Um, and we're also Swap underscore, underscore Fool on SLS. If you look us up on one of the Swinger sites, let us know that you're a listener. Yes, please. Um, because we normally only accept requests from people that we've met. But if you're a listener, please say so and we will accept your request. Okay. Um, my email is SwapFoo at gmail.com. Your email is... F-U-G-R-R-L, FooGirl, at gmail.com. On Twitter, Mr. Foo is at SwapFoo, and I am at FooGirl. Again, F-U-G-R-R-L. You can voicemail on Texas at 609-3-SWAP-FOO. And uh, basically, if you can't find the foos, you're not looking for us. You can leave us a, a review on iTunes or also on our blog if you can't find iTunes, because I can't find <laughs> iTunes, so... I, I don't know what's what's going on with that. I I am I technologically challenged in this regard. I, I think don't we know. all are. So anyway, thank you all for listening. We hope you uh, found some little nuggets of goodness in this podcast, and uh, we appreciate sharing time with you. If uh, remember everything that we say, your marriage probably may or will. Good night. Good night.